Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joe Ingles off a pick. Doesn't like to shoot off the bounce. Instead passes to a cutting hood who cocks the left hand and hammers and then flex poses afterwards. Rodney Hood, don't do me like that. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked on Jazz for the 26th of October. The Jazz open in Portland, fall short. We'll break it down for you. The Warriors get smoked by the Spurs. I just watched the first half of that one. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow. How are you? I'm David Locke. Radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks very much for tuning in. Tell five friends. Seriously, if each of you went and told five friends and two of them of the five listened to you, which would be high, and they started tuning in, it would triple our audience. That would be cool. So tell... And really... On the other end, don't you want that in the sense that aren't you tired of talking to people who don't know what's really going on and it drives you crazy? So now go tell five friends, the two that join in, you can still talk to and be friends with because they're interested in being educated and the three that don't, you know, are losers and you get rid of them. How's that? All right. Seems like a good plan. Uh, thanks, everybody, for the reviews and the stars on iTunes uh, and all the rest. Some, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, there's some really interesting things. Uh, Sage Rosenfels, former NFL quarterback, hosts Lockdown Vikings with Sam Ekstrom, and they talked about the banny alle- bounty allegations of 2009 from a player's perspective. Uh, pretty good. Danny LaRue on Lockdown Warriors had a nice conversation uh, last night. Uh, I caught it on the drive home at 2.30 in the morning about what happened to the Warriors. Just went and watched the Warriors. Eric Garcia-Gunderson gives the Dame Lillard perspective uh, to what's taking place uh, last night. Lockdown NBA has a fun conversation with Tim Roy, John Ireland, and Eric Hasseltine. And then today I will post a Kevin Pelton conversation for you. Oh, I could hear the cheers. I could hear the cheers uh, as people got excited uh, to hear that Kevin Pelton is on the program. All right. uh, I think I've told you what's coming up on the program. Today's show is also brought to you by my friends at Sherlock Intelligence as well as SeatGeek. Uh, Sherlock Intelligence is a really wonderful company. They're doing big data work for the Lockdown Podcast Network, and uh, I hope you check them out. What they are is they're a data collection company. They then is the first step. Then they'll analyze the data for you, and then they'll help you as a company. I mean, if we're, if we're really honest about what's going on in this world, is 
the data is there to be had, and as a company, you have to know it, whether it's, in my case, data about listeners and trends and certain days are more important to post, to get a larger audience if you post at a certain time of the day. Those are the things we're looking at, but your company is probably looking at very different elements of things, and every company is different, and that's what is beautiful about Sherlock Intelligence. They're going to take the multiple sources, give you a holistic picture of your company, and then you can grow your profits by finding the patterns and knowing uh, your customers better to be able to know those patterns, which then uh, gives you those profits. So you capture the data, you visualize it, and you analyze it. It's Sherlock Intelligence. Uh, you can check it out. The big boys out there are doing it. If your company's not, you're going to have to find a way to compete by doing it. Or is your company going to be the one in your field that breaks into the data world and makes the advancements that everybody else isn't? Maybe that's an even better scenario. And they will show you how to do it. Uh, really well done work. It's a bountiful company. They've helped all sorts of uh, different companies. You go to their website, SherlockIntelligence.com. You'll see uh, all the different places they get their data from, who they've partnered with, and how they'll get it done. Call 855-339-7774. That's 855-339-7774. Sherlock Intelligent, bountiful Utah company. Uh, really do good Good work. Good guys. Uh, so take a moment. Give them a call. They have a 20-minute demo on their website at SherlockIntelligence.com. 855-339-7774. All right, we start every show with pins across the world. Uh, let's do that. And uh, should I go old school? Should I go new school? I've got a lot of new school uh, recently. I really appreciate people sending in uh, at dlock 9 at gmail.com, but I am going to still go old school to one of the left and lingering ones. I'm kind of alternating day to day uh, between those that are old and those uh, that are new. So let's go to Joe Anderson. I've been wanting to write my jazz story, but took a new job. I've been extremely busy. This was sent in last November. I've been listening to the podcast since you came back to Utah for the jazz play-by-play position. I remember when you did game comparisons about who had the best player at each position. You always said we would win at point guard because of D. Will. In those early days, I remember interviews you did with KOC and even draft day live reaction stuff. Big fan of your work. I've interacted with you on Twitter. I'm from Idaho Falls, Idaho. Carl Malone's in-laws live down the street from me. My friends and I were playing a game of 21 on the driveway. Hooper across the street one day when I was eight and a huge semi-truck parked in the road in front of us. Big, tall, muscular prototype of a human walked across the street, shot a couple of jumpers. I said, hey, you're Carl Malone. He said he was. He autographed the ball in my jazz hat and I knew the jazz. I knew about the jazz, loved basketball, but I became a diehard fan at that moment. I bet. So whenever a semi-truck pulled up at the house, we always knew Carl was in town. I met him a few times. He did so many things for the people in that neighborhood that he never took to the media or probably told anyone about. He paid for surgery for a kid, needed facial reconstruction. The mailman walked to the boy's house, wrote a check, and referred to a doctor. He met the boy because he was playing capture the flag on a Friday night in the summer and went across to Malone's uh, yard. <clears throat> I know now. Watching Stockton Malone for so many years was a rare occurrence for a franchise, and I got to see greatness. I've been uh, to at least four games a year the last six years. I worked in northern Utah and came to 10 to 20 games a season, which was great. From Idaho, pin in Idaho Falls from Joe Anderson. Great story. I saw Brian Grant last night. I'll actually have an interview for you tomorrow on the program. Uh, from Remember the, the great, off, uh, great power forward Brian Grant used to battle with Carl? And he tells us incredible story about Carl and his generosity. And uh, towards Parkinson's disease, Brian uh, battling Parkinson's degrees. Brian <clears throat> played in Sacramento and Portland and Miami. 
uh, averaged about 10, 11 points a game. Was, he really battled, uh, was out of Xavier, uh, former, I think, number 8, 10 pick of the draft. Uh, so anyway, that it was fun to see him. I'll have that for you uh, tomorrow. He's doing some work for the for the Blazers. All right, let's get into last night's game and uh, break it down in our uh Tip-off story of the day. I, I've, first of all, it was an incredibly great basketball game. Enjoyable to be a part of, to call, uh, to be there for. Beautifully played, crisp ball movement, floor spacing, coaching adjustments. Uh, lots of different things happened in that. I mean, that was that was great basketball. That's that's where this league is just terrific uh, right now. It was enjoyable to watch. Super plays. Uh, guys got rolling. And, uh, you know, Portland was better than we were last night, so they got the win. But from a... Uh, entertainment standpoint, I thought it was elite level. Uh, the other one I thought was nice is, you know, I kind of hit this panic mode uh, before the season started, just too much analysis and just having a hard time buying into all the hype and everything. But I would say that everything that made jazz, the national prognosticators and everybody like the Jazz so much, we saw last night. Uh, we saw George Hill play point guard in a manner that the Jazz just have not had in a since they traded Darren. Uh, we saw his length defensively make a bunch of plays. Uh, we saw his his offensive control he had of the game. Uh, he has to pick up the burden without Gordon. I thought he did a nice job of that. I thought he fatigued as the game went on. Having to, uh, he missed his last five shots of the fourth quarter. Having to chase Dame all around. Uh, I thought maybe he wore out a tiny bit as the night went on, but I thought he was... Um, he was terrific, and Joe Johnson's third quarter was out of this world. Joe Johnson had 27 points in the second half last night, <clears throat> and those were the that's the fourth most amount of points he's had in the second half of a game in his career. 16 years, that's the second most amount of points he's had in a game in his uh, a fourth most amount of points in his career. That uh, like where'd that come from? And he. It was well. It was you know coaching adjustments was a <clears throat> huge part of it. The uh, the Jazz did a a nice job of taking advantage. We talked about yesterday what the Blazers do is they switch early into a lot of their pick and rolls and their sets, and so it creates these mismatches and forces you to go one on one. Well, the Jazz went and used Joe Johnson one on one in the post on Damian Lillard on switches. I thought it would wear out Dame a little bit. Certainly didn't. And Joe Johnson was just dominant. <clears throat> and he just he forced the entire game to play at his speed in the way he wanted to. And that's what was the most awesome part about how he played. He just he just slowed the game down to uh play it however he wanted to, got the lo- shots he wanted, gets to his spots. He was terrific. And you know, if that's coming off the bench on second-tier guys, look out. Because he's still at third, you know, he's got 41,000 minutes behind him. I don't think it's fair to go ask Joe Johnson to do this every night of the week. Uh, but he was in complete control of that game for extended periods of time last night and pretty awesome to watch. Damian Lillard is terrific. He said publicly that he wants to be the MVP last night's performance leads you to believe he might be able to be. I mean, this is what makes the West just crazy, is James Harden and Damian Lillard are two legitimate MVP candidates. So's Anthony Davis, possibly. So's Carl Anthony Towns. So's DeMarcus Cousins, if he ever gets his 
his stuff together. Right? I mean, that is, that's wild stuff to have those kind of players. I mean, Dame went from 21 to 25 points a game last year with while improving most of his efficiency. His effective field goal percentage slid a tiny bit, but he went to the free throw line another time uh, per game. He's played the exact same amount of minutes, and you know they have him just on an absolute minute level. And you wonder, is he going to be able to do what Steph Curry did? And you watched Dame last night. It's hard to believe he's not going to. He just is in such control. You know, Steph went from 24 to 30. It was quite a year. He shoots it better at 45% from three and 50% overall than Dame does. You know, Dame shoots 37% from three, except for last night when he went four for six. And he shoots about 43%. But maybe Dame's going to learn how to take a little bit better shots, shoot a little bit better percentage. And then if he does that, maybe he does jump it up to 28 points a game. And then he is an MVP candidate. Really stunning performance last night that I think, you know, makes you have to wonder and make you what he's capable of doing. I was talking to Terry Stotts before the game and, Kevin Calabro was there as well, and the conversation was a little bit on, you know, what's your thoughts on Dame, you know, saying he wants to be MVP? And Terry basically said, you know, this kid has set himself goals and standards his entire career that are fairly remarkable, and he's reached every single one of them. So I'm not about to tell you that I don't think he's going to be able to pick this next one up. And it's a a very legitimate good point that – this guy has set crazy standards for him his entire himself for his entire career, and, and he he has mastered it. Uh, you know, the story for us the last two years has been late-game failures, and that's been what separated the Jazz from making the playoffs and making the jumps, and last night we're tied at 99 with five minutes left and just get blitzed down the stretch again. Uh, the offense got stagnant. Uh, kind of went to the well maybe one too many times, if that's cliche works. But the Blazers knew what was coming and, and did some nice switching. If you watched uh, the second-level stuff, they were trying to get Joe Johnson back on Damian Lillard. And uh, and, what's, and what ends up happening is they then brought Al Farouk Aminu uh, and flew him over uh, to guard uh, so that allowed the – the release of Dame, and then Dame doesn't have to guard Joe Johnson, then we couldn't get the ball into the post. So, you know, we fell apart. Our offensive, our offense was, was just terrible down the clutch, uh, and our defense couldn't get stops. And that's the story of last year was that we couldn't get stops defensively, and we couldn't do it again. And, you know, that's, that's a bit unnerving. I wouldn't, I wouldn't overdo it, but we allowed 13 points in the final you know, five minutes of that game last night. It's exactly what happened in the February 21st matchup against the Blazers last time. We shot we shot one of seven in the final five minutes of the game. Blazers shot three of five and hit two threes and went to the free throw line. Uh, and remember, defensive rebounding was a huge problem for us in game last year. There were only two opportunities last in the game, but we only got one of them. So it's too early to go make outlandish comments, but it is the 53rd game that the Jazz have lost in the last two years in which they were uh, within five with five minutes to play, and this one was tied at 99. 
That was a terrific basketball game. And if you're going to head out to a game in wherever you are, the way to do it is with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the app for you to be able to go get the best uh, experience with your tickets. So download the SeatGeek app onto your phone, and then when you have a game you want to attend, you can you look at that game and it shows you. For example, if you want to go to the Utah State BYU football game coming up, uh, and you don't have tickets, it shows you a picture of the stadium and then it tells you where the best ticket prices are. So you look, and and this is what you used to not be able to know. Like I don't know what's a good deal or bad deal. And SeatGeek compiles all of the tickets from around in one place for you. So if you look at that one and you look, well, Section Eight's got tickets one hundred and forty-five dollars. Is that a good deal? SeatGeek would tell you no, that's a bad ticket score. But if you look at Section One Hundred Eight, that's a really good deal at sixty-five dollars. So if you move up a section, you save 80 bucks. you still get a really good view of the game, and they're telling you that for where you are in the arena, that ticket price is great. Flip it over to the other side of the field, section 32, which is really looks like the exact same as section 8. Instead of paying $145, you can get it for $78, and SeatGeek tells you that by giving that a 72 uh, deal score. Every ticket has a deal score that tells you uh, whether it's a good ticket or bad t- uh, ticket. So it, it helps you out a great deal. If it's a concert, a basketball game, a college football game, SeatGeek's the answer. And with the promo code LOJAZZ, uh, L-O-Jazz, you get a $20 rebate on your first purchase. So download the app, go to the settings tab, under the promo code, enter L-O-Jazz. A few other notes on the Jazz and the Blazers. Uh, Effective field goal percentage is what we're going to watch this year. They torched a 61% effective field goal percentage by the Blazers. But a huge part of this game just goes back to the the injuries because uh, the Jazz last night, starters went on the floor, and three of those starters, or two of those starters, are not who we anticipate to have out there with Hayward uh, eventually having Hayward and uh, Favors back. Derek, I talked to Derek yesterday uh, heading to the game. He said he had a good work session uh, before after shoot-around in Portland and is hopeful uh, to be on the court here soon. But the Jazz starters were plus 14 in 123 minutes last night. So, uh, really... That's and, and if you think that two of those guys are coming off the bench, that's where you suddenly get this level of depth that we've all uh, been hope, talking about all year. It actually happens. you just got to be relatively healthy. And the fact that the Blazers shot 61% from the field, 22 for 22 from the line, and we were tied at 99 with five minutes left, and we were missing two players in the top 30 in the NBA and another rotation player in Alec, that to me is a pretty darn good sign for the Jazz. There's not a lot out of last night's game that makes me go get very worried and depressed about things. I thought last night's game, in in almost all regards, was a night that gives you a great deal of positive uh, to where the Jazz are standing. Good coaching duel last night. Quinn came out of the third quarter with a bunch of adjustments, taking advantage of the defense, getting the mismatches on Joe Johnson, creating opportunities. George Hill was working in the paint off Rudy Gobert picks to create space uh, and have openings right there uh, rather than picks from other guys. The Jazz were running specific plays, knowing the Blazers defense. The Blazers then made the great adjustment late where they were releasing Dame from that coverage. They also set their picks up high, which keep Gobert generally tries to keep Gobert out of the lane. And then the other angle, though, is that Dame is just incredible at the rim. Dame, I think, was 6 of 7 last night at the rim with Gobert there for a lot of them. Uh, Absolutely uh, incredible um, 
work by Dame last night in that Rudy Gobert would usually bother. But I, I thought the coaching duel between two of the better coaches in the league uh, was a really good one last night uh, as well as he as Stotts made his adjustments, did a nice job. And on, on the flip side, I think you saw Quinn with a lot of really good moves and knowing his team and what to be able to get out of it. Uh, Rodney's dunk last night was incredible. More importantly, Rodney got to the free throw line five times. He only did that 14 times all of last year. Uh, so that was pretty awesome. Rudy got 39% of all defensive rebounds and was active and a force around the basket. I, I love that. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you've heard me talk about it a million times, but dunkers are of value. And so when you have Rudy Gobert being able to play around the rim last night, Rudy Gobert scores 12 points last night using about nine score, a little under nine scoring opportunities to do it. Uh, that's fabulous efficiency. Uh, Rodney Hood last night has 26 points on about 19 uh, scoring up, op- 820 scoring opportunities last night. That's terrific. You, you, that's the kind of efficiency that if we can get out of these guys, and obviously Joe Johnson 12 to 16 was great. And the problem is you didn't get a lot else. Boris had a really tough night. It was one of eight. Uh, <clears throat> but that Rudy Gobert, 12 points, active, involved, forcing plays at the rim, uh, really did terrific. Work That's pretty exciting to see uh, whether or not uh, he's able to maintain that and to see that in the regular season. You know, realize the favors issue was big last night. Frankly, uh, Trey Lyles and Boris Diaw combined to go three for 14 with five or seven points and five rebounds. You know, that that's not going to work um, for you a great deal. By the way, just I love the player tracking. few little notes for you. Jazz, uncontested field goal attempts last night. 11 of 30. Uh, 11 of 30 on uncontested shots. Boris goes 0 for 3. George Hill goes 2 of 8. Flip it around. And the Blazers go 17 of 27 on uncontested shots last night. Uh, one of the things that we like to always look at is the rim defense. And uh, they shot 54% with Rudy at the rim. Dame doing almost all of that damage, which was uh, obviously very impressive. Uh the jazz player that ran the furthest last night was Rudy Gobert, and he ran the furthest of anyone, 2.8 miles. There's some fun little stats that they have. Uh, they also, by the way, um, they started deflections is a stat that they're now keeping, which the jazz have kept for years. George Hill last night had five deflections on the floor. Uh, Rudy contested 18 two-point shots last night, which is just incredible. His defense, uh, amazing. Jazz are home on Friday. It's a blue out. Get your tickets. They're at utahjazz.com or call 355-2999. There's a ticket package available where you can get the Lakers game uh, coming up here on Friday night, then the Memphis game on Monday the 14th, and the Warriors trip on December 8th to see that Warriors only trip, plus you get a cool snapback hat. It is less than a hundred dollars. I think it's ninety nine fifty or something like that. Uh, call three five five dunk or uh, go to utahjazz.com to find out more. Opening night tickets are available. Remember, it's a blue out. We're all wearing blue uh, to that game, so make sure uh, that you're a part of that. 
excitement. By the way, if you'd like your company to advertise on Locked on Jazz, we do finally have some inventory available for you for the first time in about a month. Uh, You're looking for men between the ages of 18 and 54. That's a huge part of our audience, about 77% of our audience. It's 97% male audience. Uh, Podcast listeners are more affluent than uh, the average media audience, and they uh, support their customers at a or the sponsors at a higher rate than other ways as well. Those are the recent studies that are out there. So feel free to email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. I took uh, this morning to watch the first half of the Spurs and the Warriors. Uh, The thoughts I have, one, is there's a lot of talk about how the Warriors are smaller. Where I really noticed it is they they aren't playing with the length defensively. Durant plays with his hands down an awful lot. So as long as Durant is defensively, he doesn't really play. He didn't play that way last night, at least. And so a huge amount of what I'm what I'm seeing is that his uh, he's he's not he didn't impact things. And the Spurs passing lanes were just wide open wherever uh, they wanted to go. And that's what jumped out to me far more than anything else that I saw in that game watching just the first half is how easily the Spurs moved the basketball. The rebounding was certainly an issue. There were numerous times where there, one Spur got in between three Warriors and grabbed the rebound. Uh, but 129 points allowed, what, sh- what sh- jumped out to me was just how easily the Spurs got to wherever they wanted to on their dribble drive and how easily they got to where they wanted to passing the ball. And that's very different. This defense of the Warriors used to, uh, you know, envelop space in a way that made it very difficult for the other team uh, to do things. The passing of Pau Gasol was tremendous. Jonathan Simmons' energy was great. Patty Mills in that second unit started moving, and the Warriors looked like they were sitting still. Uh, I, so much for me being worried about the Spurs. I really look uh, incredibly foolish today. Uh, you know, the game, one thing on that game is this, the Warriors got a bunch of looks early. Durant made his shots. Everyone was all happy. And then... Uh, at the end of the first quarter, it's a six-point game, and the Warriors turn it over. Spurs hit a three to make it a not. I, I, I said a five-point game. Spurs hit a three. Then the stupid outlet pass by the Warriors is intercepted. And they go hit another three. Now it's an eleven-point game. So the Warriors had the ball within five, and I, I don't. I mean that game is so was so one-sided that by the end it sounds really silly to be able to sit here and make the comment that you know. Well, I wonder how it might have changed or if something could have changed, but. Uh, it does feel as though a little bit like if the Warriors had scored there, put it to three, we just we have a regular basketball game, and then they got uh, completely kind of undone, and the Spurs ran away from them in that. The Cleveland-New York game I watched for a little while while at the arena, uh, the difference there is that one of those teams is good and the other is not. Uh, and that's really what happened in that game. Uh, Cleveland, 117, uh, New York, 88, uh, I don't think New York's good. Uh, Derrick Rose last night had 17 points on 18 scoring attempts. He's just an inefficient player. Brandon Jennings came off the bench to go 1-7. I just don't think that's a good basketball team. So, uh, and and Cleveland is. LeBron was terrific and loving it, and Cleveland against the world. Uh, full docket of games tonight. I'm just digging in. I am just digging in. The Lakers play tonight, who is our next opponent on Friday. Uh, I mentioned tickets for that one are available. Uh, hopefully we'll fill up that house. Uh, early, there's 
Early game, I think they'll be interesting. Will be to watch Dallas and in, in Indiana at seven o'clock. Uh, that that one's an early game of interest to me, particularly just to see what Dallas is doing, but also what Nate McMillan is doing uh, with Indiana. Uh, the kind of next game of interest to me will be Charlotte and Milwaukee. Uh, Charlotte, both of them kind of Milwaukee without Middleton, are they going to be able to survive? Then the the big one is Minnesota heads to Memphis. Uh, at <laughs> in that same time frame, so we see Tom Thibodeau's team for the first time. Uh, what was supposed to be Ben Simmons' debut is now Joel Embiid's debut on the Thunder without Durant. That game also starts at eight, uh, and then the late game is the Rockets and the Lakers. So what's what's interesting, by the way, if you're planning to dig in like I am, uh, there are eight games that start within an hour of each other uh, between seven and eight o'clock Eastern time. Uh, and then we wait two hours for the next tip-off. Sacramento and Phoenix goes late uh, in Houston and L.A. That is today's edition of Locked on Jazz. There will be a Kevin Pelton podcast coming up here shortly uh, for you at Locked on NBA. In addition to that, tomorrow we'll have Brian Grant on the program for our in-arena interview. Uh, and appreciate you all. Uh, Sherlock Intelligence. Check him out at SherlockIntelligence.com or call one eight five five. Three three nine seven 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 four eight five five three three nine seven 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 four, and use the promo code L O Jazz to get a twenty dollar rebate on your next purchase or your first purchase at SeatGeek. Have a great night or great day or great afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Jazz.